0: Hey guys, this is Coach Derek. I want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Pueblo Boxing. Y'all be sure to check out uh, Pueblo Boxing. They have unique and high quality boxing gear and novelty gifts. You can find the gear at soloboxing.com. That's S-O-L-O boxing.com. Check it out, man. They do quality work. Place, you got
1: to come it back. This one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: look at this hardware, man! S B N- A A B O. Oh, right. Got to <laughs> I have, I have <laughs> for the Latin American they got some trainers say uh, and some fighters say, Well, I don't, I don't watch videos of the guy I'm fighting. I let, my, I let the coach watch it. This, wait, man.
0: Guys, one thing we know for sure about Wilder,
2: you know, yeah, yeah, he hit you three. Right, <laughs> and,
0: and and this woman whooped the whole world twice. The whole world. <laughs>
2: Good morning, good morning, what's going on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, it's your boy Fresh, along with Coach Derek, it's another hey. episode of Soapboxing Podcast, man, and we are super excited, we got, man, we got all kinds of guests going uh, this morning, we got one from the uh, the ABO, we got Listo Guyton, the light heavyweight uh, ABO champion, along with his uh, father slash trainer coach, uh... So we got a lot to talk about this morning, man. How y'all doing this morning? I'm yeah,
3: doing really great, thank you. Good,
2: <laughs> good. D, how you feeling, man? First, man, let me go go ahead and congratulate y'all. Welcome back. How was your trip uh, out to uh, Vegas, man? You guys do anything interesting while you were out there? Yeah, look at TV. <laughs> you can't,
0: really do, you can't uh, really do nothing in that bubble, man. It's
2: along it's- with. Along with three other, uh, three million, was it? What was the total number of viewers of uh, that show?
0: ESPN, ESPN, uh, came out and said they, they got three million views, but along with ESPN Plus and all the other, like, I think Fight.com, uh, the Fight.com F in English. Anyway, four million people, bro. Four million. Four people. million
2: people. Man, that's a lot nah. of fucking people.
0: Now I, I don't know how many was tuned in for the whole show or whatever, but that's 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 how many people is reported watch the fights. Man,
3: that's I'm a sure. lot of
0: people, man. Matter of fact, sure. that's the most I ever heard of, man. Cause uh I think uh Canelo Canelo Floyd, what was they like two point five, three million?
2: Somewhere around there.
0: But it was it was purchases. Right. So I'm sure they had a it was free, so I'm sure that's why people tuned in. Yeah, man, a lot of eyes were going We got a lot of a lot of uh messages and texts and mentions on Twitter and all that type of stuff.
2: Yeah, it was a great show, man. Congratulations to Q. Quick draw, Randall on his victory. Seven and O in Vegas, man, did a put on a clinic, looked absolutely damn near flawless. I'm sure you guys talked about you know what he needs to work on uh, on for the next fight, man. But from as far as uh, the spectator uh, spectators and people watching, uh, I know the world was impressed with his performance, and there was definitely a lot of buzz. Uh, you know, keeping keeping Houston on the map. So so congratulations on that, guys. But uh, let's jump into it, man. Listo? What's going on? What's uh you got a fight coming up? We'll be, we'll be fighting
4: here in Irving on uh, November 20th for the ABO way title. So, I mean, we're, we're, we've, been gym we've been in the gym hard. We've been getting a lot of sparring rounds in. Um, I mean, it, it, it's been going great, and, uh, you know, I feel great throughout my camp. You know, we had some fights that we were originally training for, and they kind of kind of fell through, so we just continued the camp going. So, I mean, I feel strong. I mean, I'm probably like on week 14 of a training camp, but I feel great. You know, I feel I feel healthy, I feel strong, and I mean, I'm ready to go.
2: Good how, how long you been off before your, what was your previous fight?
4: Um, I was back, in, uh, back in September, um, with the original light heavyweight title for the ABO. Um, I thought it was over the one, but then we were going to fight again in February, and I had a, I had a problem with the back, and then we had, to, we had to get that under control. And, uh, I, I, you know, I sat with my car factory, and uh,
3: it really terrible.
2: So you, so you had some time off, man. How have you been dealing with the whole, the whole Corona virus and, and and the pandemic, and and how's that affected your training and your mindset?
4: I mean, it's actually, I feel like it's helped me. I mean, it. I mean, you ain't got much to do outside of the gym, so I mean, it just keeps you even more focused into the gym. That's what you got to do, and I mean, we uh, just take advantage of it, you know, being able to just stay, stay in the gym, stay trained, stay conditioned, stay you know, strong and healthy, and that, that's pretty much it. You know, we have we to use this time to uh, make some adjustments to our, our weight setting, our strength and conditioning. Training, and, uh, just all around everything that we need to focus on. So, uh, so we are trying to do things, and feel good using them. As a, as they're working out so far. Coach
2: G, what you know about that, like, what heavyweight division?
0: Is It's stacked, man. Everything in box is stacked, man. It, it, Boxing is not for the the faint of heart right now, man. I was looking at rankings yesterday, and I like to say light heavyweight, uh, junior middleweight, and welterweight is the deepest divisions. But then (laughs) I started looking at junior welter or super lightweight, whatever you want to call it. Man, the top 10 is all named guys. Boxing is deep as shit, bro. Uh, Light heavy man, it's 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 real live monsters that light heavy too, man. I know is looking at uh that better be that kid than uh what's the other Russian guy? I know his name, B Ball. B Ball You got Joe, you got Alfonso. you got man, look, you gotta be correct, man. You better you better get your chiropractor to do a few adjustments, <laughs> man. You don't wanna come in there nothing hundred percent, man. Surdo Ramirez just moved up to, like, heavyweight. So,
5: he's he's undefeated, you know, in the super middleweight.
2: Man. And and just just to think, a couple years ago, maybe two years ago, when people were talking about how boxing was dead, man, they couldn't have been more wrong than two left feet. Yeah. They've
0: been saying boxing was dead since I was eight years old, man. (laughs) <laughs> ain't going nowhere, bro. It's, you know what it is it's, it's it's too it's too sports specific man like people got afraid when that uh when they started coming out right and like as far as uh, and i was never nervous i said man that's two different things man that, we in boxing we trying to be the best in the world at one thing
3: you know, oh,
4: definitely! Yeah, best in the world. That is. There's no seasons for this. You know, this is all, all year round. You ain't, ain't taking no breaks.
0: This is. I think that something. that MMA world, man. As far as you know, you might be a karate kicker or a wrestler or whatever. You know, and everybody gets their turn, and every 30 minutes they tell you is the greatest. What 30 minutes ago, Conor McGregor was the baddest, motherfucker. <laughs> and, and then. Not- uh, <laughs> that on him, and and now he's the best thing smoking. Hey, in boxing, man, you got two gloves,
2: man. It, it ain't going nowhere, well, bro. What um? Let's talk about how you got into boxing, man. How, when you put on your first pair of gloves?
4: Man, I was probably five years old out of my de- you know my dad's
5: garage.
2: And how happened that happen Did you, is there is there any boxing history behind in, in the family
5: yeah that's how it all started you know it's uh it came down from my grandpa my dad my uncle and me but uh you know i got married young so i had to work you know and so i had a girl i had a little boxing bag in the garage heavy bag and, uh, that's how he started you know i'd get out from work come in get it a little bit finally he told me he wanted to fight somebody so i took him to the gym uh, a few blocks away and uh he got his ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> so he got he got his ass whooped we left the gym we didn't hear nothing about boxing for like two weeks he didn't even want to get the heavy back no more and then out of the blue he told me dad i want to go kick that kid's that. down nice. that's how it all started you know he i trained up we went back he kicked that little kid's ass, and then uh, the coach at that gym was kind of mad and told me, Hey, I got somebody else for him. A- took back in a week. Took him back in a the- week. And uh, he didn't tell us the kid was a Southpaw. So then he got his butt whooped again. He's like, hey, he said, That kid fights weird. I said, No, he don't fight weird. He's a Southpaw. And uh, I trained him for a week as a south to fight a saddle pop, We went back, and he he had that kid crying in the second round. That kid didn't want to fight him no more. And then he got into boxing, you know, amateurs, and he went twenty six and no before he lost his first fight. Oh wow! And
0: that was at the junior Olympics. Oh wow! Nice, nice. You had somebody coachable you on your hands, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a competitive
4: nature, I guess, to go over at a really young age. So, you stuck with it, you know. I started becoming addicted to, you know, winning trophies, winning medals, you know, being ranked, and I I enjoyed that feeling, you know. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a sport that you don't you don't have the opportunity to be able to blame it on somebody else for not doing their part. You know, it's all on you. You know, you're in that ring by yourself. You know, you you don't see what you're trained trained to do in the gym. And you can't do it. You, you're not. That glorious, but fortunately for us, you know, my dad's always it by my side, my mom's always on my side, my brother, you know, it's a whole family of in And, um, I mean, that's, that's really, really helped us, you know. We used to take, you know, school breaks, you know, where we used to have, a, uh, you know, spring breaks in the in the at school, or winter breaks, and all that. We used to go travel to tournaments, you know, national tournaments. We didn't have the luxury of staying home and staying up late playing video games, so we had to be in the gym and. Keep, keep trying to see who will uh, reach our
5: goals. We wasted vacations, you know, family vacation. Instead of going out on vacations, it was, uh, I had my boys, you know, my other son, Chuko, and Liso, and uh, it was just us, my wife, and my other son. And we traveled across the United States, you know, uh, on our vacations.
3: <laughs>
2: that was the vacation, going around kicking ass all over the country, huh?
5: <laughs> gold medals, and silver medals. I mean, we traveled from the east coast to the west coast, all the way up to the north, you know, south. We were everywhere, man. That's how uh, you know we would save up money just to make it to these, uh, these tournaments, so they can get a uh, you know, so people can acknowledge us and see what we were doing because they, they used to think we were crazy because we we're training out the garage. Yeah. You know, and then you know, I had. Two gold medalists, a silver medalist, and two bronze out of a garage.
2: Wow.
5: He only had one gold medalist. So it, 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 really work, work. Man. it felt good, you know, it felt good. It felt real good. He was sparring professional boxers at the age of uh, 13, 14 years old, you know. We had an incident with one boxer. I'm not going to say his name, but he's a professional boxer. He has one loss, you know. He called us for sparring, and he was like 14, 15 years old. We went to the gym. He's like, Dad, I want to get my audit, my sign, my uh, glove signed by him. I want to take pictures, blah, blah. blah. I'm like, yeah, we'll do it after we spar. Well, he, he rocked him in the third round, and then that, that dude started cussing him out, like, come on, motherfucker, this us this, blah, 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 you know? And then I was like, hey, man, hold up. You know, you need to chill the hell out. He's only 14 years old, man. You're already broke. He like, nah, fuck that. Let him let come off. Like, man, At the end of the, you know, after sparring, he came and he told us, hey, man, I had to do that. Dude. You, you robbed me. I was like, well, that's not the way to do it. I said, man, he's a kid. And uh, he's like, you know what? Should I get my gloves out of like, man, Fuck him. Don't get me.
2: So this guy's still
5: fighting? Yeah, he is still fighting. He, He's still what,
2: active. What weight class? One forty-seven. Oh shit! Okay. I see what you listen
5: I was like, man, like
4: 14 like years old. I was, I was a kid. I was, I was getting in there. I was like, man, I, you know, I get to
5: fight. You know, some, some real high, high level fighters. You he, know? he lost to one of Garcia's guys. Not too long
2: ago. Okay. Not the title. I didn't hear what he say? He lost to one of Garcia's guys. He lost the title at one forty-seven. Right? 147 or 140? 147. Who was it? Who was it? We ain't got to say no names. You know who we're talking about?
3: <laughs> yeah. Man. He man, lost to Remar. I was just going to say, he lost
5: to Ramirez.
2: To.
3: Say, who no,
5: lost man. to Ramirez?
3: Go uh, you know, ahead.
2: Come. Nah. <laughs> I'll find out later. Man, well that's 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 awesome, man! Traveling around the country, um, it's real easy to get to uh, get addicted to the uh, to to winning and and, and feeling that that uh, getting that recognition and uh. How, so, when did you guys decide to go uh, pro?
4: Man, we decided that you know, when I was about I was about seventeen years old. Um, and the twenty sixteen Olympics were right around the corner. Um, and what happened was, I mean. I was fighting, you know, you
3: know,
4: in the gym. Every spar we could get, we take advantage of it and go, go get some rounds in. But I was about 17 when the Olympics were going to happen in 2016. And um, according to the rules, I wasn't allowed to be on the USA team. You know, I wasn't 18 at the time or whatever it was. And uh, you know that kind of that was a bit frustrating because you know of course we'd have to wait four years in order to be able to compete in the next next maybe 2020. By that time I was already you know I'm 22 right now. I was like too late to start a professional boxing career, especially because this sport you know it's a short-term sport. It's not a sport where we can retire at 65 years old. So we don't have that luxury. So uh, you know we talked it over, me and Dad. You know we we were getting uh,
5: calls from even the the Council of Mexico is Olympic.
3: Yeah, they, the, the,
5: the uh, Mexican Council they called me and they said uh, if he wanted to be on their uh, on the the national league. team yeah. yeah. Be able to compete with the points on the team. Yeah, to be because they would allow, Mexico would allow him to fight for the Mexican Olympic team, you know, and uh, we talked it over. You know, they were going to give him a uh, citizenship. They even asked us, you know, what state? I said, you know, I wanted to do it on my my parents are from. Yeah. so uh, Dad, we got an opportunity. You know, he started getting calls from
3: uh,
5: other promoters. You know, and, uh, I was like, man, let's think about it. And then he then there was a big tournament here in Dallas, Dallas, Cowboys. and uh, I told him, you know what? Go ahead and in this tournament, if you win that, if you give me that bill, I'll turn pro. And, and he went in there, he beat a, a good prospect from Houston. Uh, from His name is, uh yeah, from uh He's on the national team right now, I think. And uh, he beat him uh, uh, here in Dallas, got the belt. I think, like, at that year, five months later, I turned pro. Here and uh, we sold out, you know, the show we made full main event for his debut. And the only reason they, they didn't do it, they didn't make a main event, was because it was a title fight. Mm. So they made him uh a main event and after that he was main event and there was, well, Hayden because there's a guy, another guy here in Dallas that had a title and it was a title fight and uh, he got kind of upset because. Uh, the card that made him main event, and made him co-main event, and he's like, "Why? If I'm ten rounds, he's only four rounds." The second fight you making him? I'm like, "Well, you know, the numbers are, are talking for themselves." I said, "We got this place sold out, you know," and that's how we started getting recognition here in Dallas with the other other promotion companies. We were selling out the shows. That's the reason Garcia picked us up because we saw that. So, I that too he saw what we did on his first fight on their card. We he said he had never seen ticket sales like that from a local box.
2: How and how so? Why? How did you? Uh, how did how did your attention come to uh, to these guys? What did you see in them? And 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 how did you approach them?
5: No, they uh, actually
0: approached us.
2: Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, you know we're always looking for good talent, and when when we when we saw them, and we heard about them. Everything was evaluated, you know, and uh, we we liked what we saw. And one of the things that that's that we liked about Elisto El is is that he's a humble guy. Um, he's very humble. His father, he's uh. I just like the culture, uh, and I just like the vibe. Um make no mistake about it his last title fight was a draw but it could have gone either way it was it was it was a great fight and guy you know listo was gracious enough to accept that and move on didn't dwell on it and that's what we like in our champions we like that okay they accept it they move on, and they focus on the next uh, the
2: next fight. Listo? This are you sure I you didn't have uh, are you sure you didn't have surgery uh, shoulder surgery before the fight? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how uh, you know you know how Lomo Checo Lomo Checo came yeah, out so saying yeah. he had. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: I'm just making sure you didn't have any surgeries before the fight. <laughs>
4: You know, man. Said, you know, boxing, 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 and I've said it before. You no know, so such thing as you know, as a fighter come in 100. percent excuses. It's just about of how you're able to fight through whatever you're going through, whether it be an injury, whether it be a an whatever it is, you got to happen. You got to fight through whatever it is stacked against you. Know and uh, you know we 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 knew who we were going against. You know, I was only you know five and and0 at the time when I got in there in uh, September May the day and I, I think he came in 13 to 2, you know, so he, he tripled the, the fight experience as a professional, you know, against me, you know, with Sack. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, a pretty good threat. So I mean, we understood what, what our competition was. Just as when we were pro, you know, a lot of people were, we were, we were dumb to take the, the fight that we did because you know, we had about seven opponents fall through, and I was just wanting to make my debut. Uh, you know, But finally, the opponent that said that he wanted to take the fight against me on, my, on his debut, I mean, on my debut was was um, guy out of, uh, I don't remember where, but it was Black Rhino from Fort Worth. Yeah, he was 1-0. He was coming in already, you know, 1-0 with one knockout. So he was coming in pretty hot. And, uh, you know, he actually fought out of San Antonio his debut. And he fought against a guy that I guess he was supposed to lose against. He was, he was the, the underdog coming in. And he ended up knocking this guy out, I think, second round. So we're like, okay, so this is going to be, a, you know, a very strong guy coming at us. So we got to be very cautious. we got to be real technical and, you know, watch our fight. You know, but, man, as, as, as you see my Navy, all that went out the window and we went to a straight up slugfest throwing 200 punches maybe per round. And, I mean, it was just insane. And then
5: the crowd wouldn't help. The crowd <laughs> help. I could, We couldn't tell them nothing. We couldn't hear what we were telling them. You know,
3: yeah. and my uh,
5: – yeah, uh, me carry digital because you know, we're like, ah, these people need to shut up. You know, like yeah. you know, we he can't hear what we we're telling them in the corner, you know, they were so loud. And then I mean it, at the end it was so good, you know, it was it was a war. He experienced everything in his first fight. You know, he got cut the first thirty seconds from a headbutt under his eye. You know, he didn't panic. You know, the the doctor said he could the cut was so big he could uh, make it a no contest. He said no. He wanted a fight. Uh, he got rocked, and he knew how to control that. He rocked the guy two times, and him once. And uh, you know, we came out. We came out with the victory. We you know. We know that it was pro debuted. He was excited, and uh, it was a war. But after that, you know, people saw that we were the real deal. Yeah, man. I mean,
3: uh, I
5: mean, but you know, basically going
4: back to what you're saying is, like, I mean. We, we we know the trends we're going up against, so they do you know, we draw, lose, whatever it is, you know, we're there to, to fight the best, you know, and uh, you know what happens, happens. But we're gonna make sure that, you know, we're going in there with the intent of coming out with that victory.
1: And and that's and that's let me intervene there for a second. I I that's what I like about that, that they're gonna be fighting good opponents because they realize that. In order to get to where, say, for example, Alfonso is, you got to fight that talent, right? Um, Manny, you, you know, you're you're a fighter, coach. Ish. You're a fighter, and <laughs> and you know, you guys understand all that, you know. Um, I don't know if you've seen both of these, uh, Manny or Derek, get in the ring. You know, <laughs> it's 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 pretty pretty good, but. At the end of the day, that's what I like about Elisto. You know, he's he's willing to take that challenge and keep moving up or moving down to do to to to, to get his name out there. And that's what we like about him.
0: I wish I was a little uh, had a little more cushion, but hell, in these first seven fights, I think I think four four or five of them was undefeated, including this guy we just fought. Four and oh four knockoffs. you know. But you got to know what you're working with and try to. Try to gauge who you're fighting best you can. So I, I applaud anybody willing to get in there with guys undefeated. You know, even mm-hmm. in boxing, even if a guy, let's say we look at him, he's five, six, and old, but he's dumpster juice. He still don't know how to lose yet. So you got to convince him how to lose. You know, so it's always dangerous uh, getting in there with them guys with, with who who hasn't been beat yet so uh i applaud any young fighter man that gets in there takes some tough fights man because look
3: because look
0: hooker wouldn't fight regis <laughs> that's what y'all are talking about i think yeah. that uh you gotta you gotta go ahead and, and, and take care of business man and if a fighter you know willing to go stake stake his claim like that man that should be applauded for absolutely you know like
5: all they gone he was uh I think he had 13 wins two losses and like when we took the fight against him you know and he he uh he almost dropped them but I think uh he switched up something we shouldn't have in training you know and I regret that I think it was our fault you know we could have kept doing what we were doing and it was working you know what up, you, know, you know we could have switched it up later or uh, thought about it a little bit more but you know, it was a draw. Learned from it. Uh, I asked them for the rematch right there as soon as we shook hands in the middle of the ring, and they said no. <laughs> they, clearly, they clearly told me no. I said, hey, what rematch, title belt. Come on, let's do it. They said no. And I was like, I even offered him a little bit more money in his pocket. He still said no.
0: <laughs> that let you know. That lets you know who they think won.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: so you, know, you know we 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 talked about we talked about this fight this past weekend and and one of the <clears throat> one of the uh, side stories uh, of, or sub stories of, of the fight was the father father son duel. You know you you both both uh, both opponents had their had their fathers uh, in in their corners. Lisa, why don't you tell me how, what it's like having your father as, as, as your, not only your father, but as your coach and how that relationship has been, uh, over the years.
4: Well, I mean, definitely, I mean, it, it's, not, it's not an easy task, you know? It's definitely <laughs> not my, you know, but, you know, from a young age, you know, it's, it's just the way I was raised, you know, I mean, uh, you know, other kids, you know, just like my dad has said before, they had the luxury of leaving the gym and. Forgetting about the coach, you know, they just you know hang out with the dad, whatever. But me, no, my coach was with me. My dad was with me. You know, it's just the way it is. I you know, go hand and hand. And He was always there. I mean, he's always you know making sure that whatever I'm doing is for the the better of my future. You know what I mean? Like it, you know, whether it's what I'm eating, whether I'm staying out late, you know, whether you know, whatever it is, I just you know he's he's making sure he's watching watching that after me. You know, and I. You know, as a kid, I, I really resented that. You know, I didn't like it. You know, I was like, man, I need, I want more freedom. I want to be able to go out, you know, do this. Do this. At the same time, my friends weren't, you know, the ones winning national titles. They weren't the ones being on local newspapers. They weren't the ones being on TV or radio stations and all that. As 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 that came to fruition, you know, I started realizing, like, man, you know what? Like now, I, I really am proud that my dad was on my. He pushed me. That he made sure that I was doing the right thing. You know everything that he was looking out after. You know now benefiting me for my future. You know all these all these national tournaments and all that has helped me gain some kind of attention to be able to be uh, you know recognized and get signed by a big company like Garcia Promotion Who now five time world champion. You know, it's just you know. Crazy, you know, we, we, we were kids watching his fight you know, on pay per view and um, having parties around it. And now, you know, I'm signed to, 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 to his sign. promotion I mean, company. It's great, you know, it's uh, it's right after three fights, you know, when you know, guys go 10 15 fights without getting signed, you know, nobody really paying attention, nobody knows who they are yet.
3: You know, and,
4: you know I'm only six fights in, and I mean, I feel like I have a pretty good following, I have people that really. Want to come out and support us? They know who we are. You know they they want to be around us. You know and I uh, mean, you know and, uh, you know I like that. You know, I, I appreciate all the people that come out and support all the time. You know that that have followed me even through my amateur career, When they couldn't come with us, you know, to national tournaments. Now they can be here watching us fight live. You know, in, in, in my hometown. You know, I don't, I I, don't, I still have yet to even fight as a professional outside of the state of Texas. You know, so you know that's that's a luxury of it in itself you
2: know, of having that recognition here in the area. And and dad, how, I, did you see those moments when he would get frustrated? And and what would you think? W, 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 did you just keep the goal at hand, or, or, or would you ease off? How was that? How was it for you trying to balance that that father coach role? Well, I
3: mean,
5: the way I told him, I, I was hard, and I, I told him straight up. And just I told Lisa, I told my boy Chuko, mother son Chuko. I said, you know what? You're 18. You graduate. And you can, you know, work on your own and buy your own things, I said, then you can stop boxing. So then, <laughs> then
3: you can you know?
5: So that's exactly what I told them. And now I mean now you see you see what he's saying, you know. I had a good team. I had a good uh, amateur team. You know, I trained other boxers too, not just them. And uh I was getting recognition around here where a lot of these kids were not get bikes in to the tournament because they knew where they were coming from. So that felt good, I you know. That felt good, but these kids, their parents just said it was too much for them. You know, they, they quit boxing because it was too hard, because it was too cold, because it was too hot. Ran out of garage. Oh, well, now these kids, you know, they're out there partying. Some are incarcerated. You know, some are doing drugs, and I tell them, you know, that's. That's where I really got you out of. But now, I surpassed what you know. My accomplishment, my goal. You know, I didn't think I was gonna. He was gonna be signing the third fight. But I, every time I thought, you know, every time I said something, it, it it landed. You know. So when I Robert Garcia came to Dallas, he saw them by, uh, far and he fell in love with them. He said they were good. You know. And next thing you know, I like, man, maybe I'm get a phone call from Robert Garcia. Well, no, I'm getting a phone call It was falling in place as I talked, and it was like, you know, I used to say, you know, one day it's going to be a lot of promotions, you know?
3: Hmm.
5: I used to say that, you know, I'm a, I used to say, I'm going to be a boxing manager. I used to tell him I'm going to be a boxing manager, and it came through. I'm his manager, you know? <laughs> nice. I, I used to say, you know, I'm going I'm to be the one putting the money in the fight. So, well, you know, when he came out in his first debut, he wanted a certain song. But I said, "Nah, that didn't work." You know, I said, "Just, just, we're gonna play this song. Said, just, just believe." Me. And then the kid, before his fight came out to corrido, and the crowd went high. And then I, I thought to myself, I was like, "Damn, did I fuck up?" <laughs> you know? That part, but then I like, no, nah, we're going to stick to it. And he even looked at me when the crowd went crazy. <laughs> like, like, I hope you know what you're doing, you know. <laughs> but then as he came out, you heard the crowd, the beat, to the, the, the mariachis. And then you heard the song. And I mean, everybody, even the white people were like, Viva! <laughs>
3: so
5: I was like, yeah, I did good, you know, I felt good. And that's what caused... Uh, there, the promotion's attention. The, the first question he asked me was, "What song did he come out with?" You know, so it's like, hey, you know, I picked his outfit. I told him, hey, "We're gonna come out with the, the, sombrero. the sombrero." Sombrero,
3: culture yeah. you,
5: know, the-
3: yeah. you
5: know, so it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm even his, uh like stylist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, when I went see, when I went see. Uh, Canelo fight Trout at the Alamo Dome, right? Been in boxing all my life, but I've been in Texas boxing for about 15 years, I guess. And I'm a big Canelo fan, but my my buddy was in Trout's corner, so I was conflicted. But when all the Mexicans stood up and did the salute, you know, the on the heart, yeah, I stood up. Nello to the end, bruh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just gets in you. It just gets in you, man. And and, and I, I don't speak Spanish. Don't understand the, the music. But soon as soon as it's on, it's about to go down.
2: It's it's the it's that Aztec man. warrior that gets awoken in you. <laughs> if I could the, do
0: that, if I could do that holler like
2: this <laughs> You get enough, you get enough tequila in you, you you you'll get it out of you. fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man! You get the feeling all that uh, Mexican pride. Bro. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a lot of energy, man. So it's amazing, man. You you you, you made them stay in boxing to keep him out of trouble, and now he's created an opportunity and and, and a platform for himself to open up more doors, man. Which 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 is amazing. Which is why we do what we do, as far as you know gyms being open you know we want to keep the 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 boxing gyms open for the community for these kids to give them an outlet to give them an avenue where they can you know come release that that energy that sometimes otherwise would be out in the streets fighting doing dumb shit getting involved with the wrong crowd and uh, so it's great when we hear these these success stories where you know we we wanted to keep our kid out of trouble. We wanted to keep him somewhere where they're going to be disciplined and focused, and and they're able to turn it into something so much more. So that 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 in itself is 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 already a victory. So anything that happens from this point on, well, shit, that's just icing on the cake. You know.
1: Yeah, and, and you know it's funny you say that, Manny, because uh, uh, Mr. Gaitan, Rafael uh, helped Shane Metcalf so we can get that fight going.
2: And as you know,
1: now she's ranked number one in the nation.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
1: she's been a guest on the show. Yeah, yeah, she's been doing great. And that was because Mr. Gaitan was able to identify that opportunity and gave us that opportunity. We're humbled by it. Um, But that just goes to show you that, you know, with your platform and the opportunities that we offer, uh, it's it's up to you where you want to go, you know.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't I
0: know y'all
5: was like, y'all was You know, and uh I gave him the opportunity. I told him, you know, get on, get on the card. After that, I, it's you're gonna open your own door. I don't need anything from him, you know. Hmm. So I helped the, like the kid that singing the national anthem and sang the. Listo's song. He he got signed by a record label now.
2: Oh wow! Right.
3: Uh,
5: some of the ring card girls, you know, they became they're on music videos, you know. <laughs> uh, it's like I hey, you do what you want, you know. And I open the door for you. It's how you you know how far you're gonna walk down that hall, you know. We had the DJ, you know, play Listo's song. And uh, I wanted to fight. And he messed it up, you know. He messed up the main event, you know. Song, oh, shit. <laughs> you know. Now he keeps calling me, hey, give me another opportunity. I'm like, no, man. And, you know, like, yeah, I'm a little mad motherfucker. You messed up his song, you know. And, you know, you got a free beer. You were able to DJ, but you messed up his song. You know, on the main event. i like, nah, he, man. he had one job.
2: One yeah. job.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and he messed it up. It was all different songs. It, it was romantic. He came out to a romantic song. Yeah, like, how the hell did you mess that up, man? And even the kid was like, What the hell am I supposed to sing? You
2: know <laughs> We got uh I think we got someone uh about to join us, Eddie? Who wants to introduce Eddie? Juan, Eddie, i okay. about to pop him on. Here we go. <laughs> go <on.
4: laughs>
2: can you hear us, Eddie?
1: I can hear y'all.
3: I <laughs> get what how
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey he yeah he, he has another of my future prospect. this is a girl and uh she's uh she's she's a real deal not just because she's my niece but she's,
2: she's a real she's a real deal oh, okay oh, so this is who this who, who's who's eddie introduce yourself
1: yeah eddie
5: what's up America? i'm eddie gaitan
3: i'm your brother oh okay
5: I don't know, <laughs> I just say behind the scenes, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you behind the scenes, you got the muscle with you though, you got the protection
2: with you, <laughs> man, well, we, we, we appreciate you stopping by, you want to say anything to uh to, to your brother, and your, your family,
5: I just, just for them to keep the hard work, you know,
2: that's what's <laughs> up, man. <laughs> Hey princess, we're, we're gonna have you on the show in about. How old is she? She about two, three. With two? She just turned four.
3: Oh four. Okay. Well, happy birthday,
2: sweetie. We're, we can't wait to have you on the show in about ten years.
3: <laughs> Already. <Okay>. Already. <laughs> <All> right, bye. <laughs> there we go.
0: Listo? How tall are you, brother? Was that? How tall are you? About six one. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Yeah. Try, my, really my, my, yeah, try to use all that reach I can. I'm about five foot. Nah. <laughs> How tall are you, there? <laughs> Where the height came from, mama never what? Nah, I'm not five foot. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now them boys, man, them light hitters, man, they they six footers, man. You know. Yeah. Uh, Six six
4: foot a better man, so he's playing big enough, man. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, and usually my sparring, you know, I I prefer going up against, you know, uh, anybody taller than me is usually my opponent. You know, I usually end up heavyweight. It don't matter to me. You know, I've always been a big kid. You know, ever since. I mean, I, and believe it or not, at ten years old, my dad threw me in there with a twenty-one year old. You know, by thirteen, I was sparring pros. By fifteen. I just never really wanted to spar me no more. So now I have to you know, go after the pro man, you know, and, it, and me. So it's something that I got used to fighting color opponents, stronger opponents, heavier opponents. It didn't matter, you know. We were we're going after the best, you know. But, you know, like as I said, you know, it, it, was, it was me being a kid just wanting to do my sport, you know. But who would ever believe that, you know, some 13 year old kid is, you know, beating up on grown men, you know. Listen. I, I, I got a bunch
2: I got a bunch of thirteen year old kids in my gym that's beating me up, all right. So <laughs> Hey
0: you ever make it to uh you ever make it this way the spa? Listo? What's that? What's that? You ever yeah. make it to Houston to spa or what? I've gone
4: over yeah we've gone over like the woodlands as far with uh, Tigre, you know, we've had the opportunity to get, get in the ring with him and share some of his, you know he shared some of his knowledge with us. Uh, we that was have, my question. That's what I
0: was leading to. Have you and El Faisal been
4: in the ring together? Yeah, man. I mean, he, he's a great, humble guy. Great hospitality. I remember the first time we got to the gym, man. I mean, he welcomed the gym with open arms, and I mean, that was that was something that I was greatly appreciated. You know, especially from from you know the the, the status that he holds right now. You know, he's, he's highly ranked by the WO. You know, he's top ten right now. You know, he's he, You know, I, I honestly, you know, I just. I just thought we were just gonna get in there, and do our work it get out, you know. But you know, he you're welcome to say, Hey man, you guys need to warm up, you know, you guys need to leave the gym for anything, you know, feel free to do so. And it was just it was just I just felt very welcomed, you know, and uh, you know, not only not only before the sparring, but even after the sparring, you know, he, he told me, Hey man, you know, I really like the way you're doing this, he even gave props to my dad for coaching me a certain way on certain things and, and he also, you know, kinda of gave me tips on what to do, you know, against a certain even Steven gave me tips on how to fight him, you know, because he knows that whatever knowledge he's going to give me and I use against him, uh, you know, in the ring, it's going to better him to be able to come with an opponent that's going to use it on him in the future, you understand? You know, it's, it's just, it's, I mean, it was just great to get in there with somebody like that, you know, that 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 type of respect for you and you going to respect that,
3: that high level. And there's, there's, no not brother, man. that.
5: No, there's not too many boxers that would, are willing to do that. There's too much hate. You know, they don't want you to shine. They want to keep you low key. You know, that's <clears throat> that's the way I look at it. You know, and when I heard that from him, it was like wow, you know, this is the first guy that's telling us how to do certain things, what is working,
3: yeah. keep
5: working on it, you know, just giving us <clears throat> giving me more arsenal, you know. But other boxers around here, they're not gonna do that. You know, they're not gonna give you the opportunity, they're not gonna like, you guys are giving us the opportunity to be on this podcast, you know, and talking about us. You know, there's there's other boxing gyms here that that will never do that. They're not going to let you shine more than they are, you know. So when he talked to us about that, showed us what what's working, what should we do, what should we work on, tips on how to work on the inside. You know, it's like, man, this I, I admire him, you know. I was like, man, this dude's the real deal. If I can help him in any way, I will, you know. I shared everything he posed just because, like I said, the love he showed us and the way he talked to us and, I mean you know, he even has time to like some of my posts, you know, and like I feel, feel good. I like, oh
3: shit, you know, he liked my post,
5: you know, it's like <laughs> you know. So uh, it, it feels good, man. I, I love I, I love not working only, with them Not only that, but you know,
4: one of the one of the best things that I, I heard from Peter is uh, he comes into the gym, you know. He he told us, you know, this after the sparring, He goes when he comes into the gym, his ego stays at the door, you know, and he leaves it there. And he's in there to work, learn, and you know, continue to grow. And over here, man, I mean, not not just over here, but just pretty much anywhere, you know, as, as far as young boxers coming in, it's, a lot of people want to take on easy competition because they want to continue to grow their confidence, they want to continue to boost their egos. But that's not the way you become great. That's not that's not the way that. You're gonna be able to get into the ring with another big opportunity to point in. and it's gonna show that you weren't willing to take those challenges, you know, prior to getting into that ring, you know?
0: It's uh Alfonso, bro, is one of the one of the greater guys I know from I mean, we got a ton of great guys in Houston, man, but he's one of the guys that uh you know, you add his heart on his sleeve, you try to help everybody and, and and not afraid to help everybody. See, those guys who you talking about, you know, who, who want to build confidence or whatever, what's going to happen is they're going to run into a wall, and then they ain't going to know what to do. Whereas <clears throat> guys who, and don't get me wrong, I mean, if you don't like a guy, sure, you don't tell him nothing because, you know, uh, he's a jerk. But for the most part, in boxing, good there's good guys in boxing, girl, and they try to help you know, this, this this sport, man, there is little no team, like you said, is you only bad, and you might have a straight guy or something, you know. But it, it's better to be – it's better to be – Austin Williams, fought yesterday I was zone. so as he finished fighting, I, I shot him a fake message about what I thought and stuff, and he shot it back saying, man, I appreciate it, coach, thanks for the this, that, and the third. I want everybody to win, man. I want everybody to win. Listen. We end up having to fight, all right. We're gonna put our wares on the table and see who's better, but there's no, it doesn't help you to not help others, man. Uh, that's ridiculous, man. So, when, 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 when guys like that, in trying to, trying to, it's almost like they're trying to block people from being successful, man. And, and, and as a believing man, when you're you blocking people from being successful, man, there ain't no blessings in that. You want people. To, you want people to succeed, man. Especially in boxing, man. Boxing. knows, you know how many of the people, how many fighters attain that level? Where they, where they even get appreciated? Not, not really. Not many at all. And so, when me and Manny created this podcast, he was like, "Look, man,
2: we want everybody.
0: Amateur, pro, whatever, whoever, man. We are trying to get everybody a platform to speak." To tell a story, to say what they doing, what's going on in it, how you feel. I had a guy, I had a guy reach out and say, hey man, is it only under the people you want on your show? <laughs> I thought are you silly, man? When you want to do the show? It's 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 we boxing people, bro. We boxing uh enthusiasts, man, and and and, and tribes. It's very few people we don't support, man. Very, very few. I can count on name. And,
2: and if we don't support you, it's cause you done fucked up.
0: Yeah, I can count on one million <laughs> of people I don't agree with, but Alfonso, Alfonso Lopez is one of those guys, man, I you know, whenever we see each other, man, hell, we talk on the phone all the time, too. He, he's very, uh, he's very cordial. Genuine. And genuine, yeah, that's yeah. the right word, man. As, yeah, like as, is, as is my man, we Yeah, talk, We talk a lot, man, uh, and as far as, as you guys go with Dallas, uh, you know, I'm on the squad now, so <laughs> we're gonna be pushing you, bro. And, and trying to trying to see you succeed, man. That's yeah. that's that's how we roll, man. Anybody, you know, anyone, put it this way. Anyone don't like Coach Derrick or Manny and the Soulbox and podcast, watch them motherfuckers. Cause uh yeah, up, bitch,
3: you Yeah, know?
0: we open to everybody, bro. We try to make sure everybody gets so,
1: yeah, that, that, that's one of the things that I really admire about the podcast is that you guys are so very neutral with everybody and you give everybody an opportunity. And that, that's what I like. There's no nonsense. I, I like that. And, and you know, when, when when you're in this industry, um, you have to give people those opportunities. And, and you know, we're, we're here in Illinois. We're different parts of the U.S. Now branching out to Mexico and so on and uh, South America, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that our champions will prosper. Not not because of who we are, it's because the way they're managed. Like the way um, Mr. Gaitan is managing his son, he's doing it perfect. He's training them perfect. And you guys with your podcast and you give give the give him fighters the opportunity to have the floor i mean there's only one way and that's up so i i i commend you especially in these really brutal um challenging times you know this is when you think outside the box and this is why i really respect the fact that you guys do this um and i just i just wanted to say thank you
2: man when 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 derek and i we first talked about this podcast that was that was our number one uh reason behind it we want to give we knew there was a void uh for the local fighters and that's what we wanted to fill and fortunately we've had the 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 opportunity to have some big names on the show uh and and that's cool and all i mean that's very that that's that's that makes us feel good but at the end of the day our our goal has always been give a platform giving it a giving a platform to local fighters where they can come tell their story the way they want to tell their story to their people, uh, with no, with no uh, filters. filters. Yeah, and uh, you know, talking about you know, and, and that's very true about about Derek. You know, he's very supportive of people, and I and and, and I am too. Uh, I I tend to be a little more petty though. I'm working on it, but I saw something. I saw something uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, Slim Thug. It was on Instagram or it was on his Facebook, and and he came on. He came on there talking about uh, people calling him thirsty because he's liking pictures on Instagram. And he said something. He said, "You know what? I'm the realest motherfucker out here because I don't give a fuck what you think. If I like something, I'm gonna like it." If I support somebody, I'm gonna support them. I'm not gonna worry about what you think or what you say, or you might think I'm, you know, excuse the language, but you might think I'm dick riding because I, I like little homeboys uh, 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 post. If he's doing something productive and positive, I'm gonna like the shit. I don't care what you say, what anyone else says, and I think that's what you guys were referring to. Is like people are so insecure. And, and and themselves that they don't want to support anybody else, that they don't want to give anyone else and what they might feel like, oh, I'm not going to give them no advice, or I'm not going to give them no insight, or I'm not going to give them an opportunity because it's going to take away from me, right? But when you surround yourself with people who know who they are, who understand their value, who understand their self worth, and have confidence, what? Well, Coach D, anytime anybody in the gym, he's going he's going to give them. Uh, you know he's gonna give them insight. He's gonna give them knowledge. If he sees they're doing something wrong, he's gonna tell them because he understands it's not gonna take nothing away from him. He's not gonna make him. It, it, it's not. It's not any threat to the, to him. And so that's why we love what we do is because we want you guys, local amateurs, coaches, promoters, world class fighters, up and coming fighters. We want to have. We want to have an opportunity for y'all to 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 share your, you know your story with your people the way you want to do it and you know it, it it's been awesome it, it, we've been doing it well what, what season we're we on season two or three? Four. three or four. four. shit you see I'm having so much fun I don't even know what the fuck how many seasons we're on uh, but yeah you know what it we're, is though you know what it is and I said this one day I said you know that offends
0: uh, that offends certain people man and you're willing to help. And talk to people. You know, I told people like to sling that word humble around, right? And and I'm not. I don't consider myself humble. But here's the thing. You you saying you want me to be humble, right? Or or are you are you saying you just want me to shrink up because you feel insecure?
3: Because
0: mm. because if you define humble by helping people and and doing, I do all that. I do all of that, man. I, I try to give people a platform of voice, all that stuff. But a lot of people get offended, man, if you do that. I told I told one of my fighters one time, man, he said, he said, Coach man, you telling this dude how I whooped his ass. I said, Coach. <laughs> I said, here's the thing. I'm telling him, I'm not teaching him. Yeah. I can tell him what we're doing. And maybe that's arrogance, but he can't do shit about. It. You know, it's like it's like when they when they when they offered me the fight, I told his manager, I said, Yeah, we got him. And, and so we get there, all these foreign old four they don't have the science thing. Unless we mess up, right? Unless we catch one, you know, ain't nothing you can do about it. And sure, everybody's everybody seeing it on the, on the national platform. But here's my thing: don't don't come around me with that humble talk. you got to be humble. You know, that's that's insecure people saying that shit. Now ain't nothing wrong with being humble. Don't miss my words. Humble's a good thing, but you gotta watch if they telling you. Oh, he's a good guy. He's a humble guy. Or he's saying this guy offends my sensibilities because he's being frank and honest and helping people. And you know what I'm saying? I, if, if I'm trying to get that across, because I get that a lot, man. Like, oh man, that dude. Or this man from over there. This man across the street somewhere. I'm like, brothers, this dude don't even know me. If us we try to do to help people and hit people up and share stuff and. Hell, we're going to play a weekly podcast, all trying to promote boxing, Houston boxing, Dallas boxing, Texas boxing, United States boxing, you know. But I'm a bad guy? Nah, 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 you got a lot of respect. And and much like my man is saying, I sure as shit don't give a damn if people don't like what I like (laughs) and appreciate what I appreciate. You know, that just made me like it twice.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't tell Derek not to do something because he'll fucking go do it twice. You <laughs> me. <laughs> All right, man. Time's about to be wrapping up, and I want to hit two two quick points. One, who uh, who 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 do you model your boxing after, or, or who have you watch, or who or who do you like in your boxing style too?
4: Well, i can't i can't really say of myself specifically to one person you know I, I like to take in knowledge from everybody that i can you know like they told my dad that you know i've had the up of roy jones you know left hook of mike tyson the jab of ali you know it's just you know just taking things from everywhere you know even the left hooks of the bodies like canelo you know we've been told the head movement we're able to get you know just taking little parts that i like from my favorite fighters and just putting it all together and Making this Frankenstein fighter, you know, that, that's well-rounded is what I want to be.
2: Nice. And give us your pound-for-pound pound list right now.
4: Top five.
2: H- top five.
4: <laughs> Active What's fighters. I mean, okay. Like like we've said it before, we've said it in another podcast, for me, I got number one. Not because on I'm biased, not because my favorite fighter right now, but connect to my number one. What <laughs> he Done what he has done. You know, we have people that you know, like on the other one, we were asking about Terence Crawford. Yes, he is a great pound for pound fighter. However, he doesn't have the same accomplishments accomplishments as Canelo, where he's faced what like 27 world champions now. By this point, you know, it's it's you know, I got Canelo right now at number one. I have Lomachenko at number two, but after you know Sunday, <laughs> you know, I, can't, I can't do that. You know, so now it's was gonna be there so Fimo took over you know great performance by him and uh yeah that's kind of put up the man andre ward but like, he's no longer active unfortunately but i mean he's uh, you know the has the best ring IQ right there but i mean uh right now that's my top three man I mean, but i mean you know unfortunately Ward's not active but uh you know, i got canelo you know Fimo and uh uh Loma.
2: graham perry you, that, that's 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 out by dallas right yes <laughs> sir that's where you guys are from. You you guys don't ever run into uh, Earl Spence. How's he doing out there?
5: We've, uh, we've actually had to. We called Hector, one the guy that helped me train, Listo uh, He uh he called Derek. Uh, get inspiring with the Turtle Brothers, and they they didn't. They said no. We've tried. You know, we, we wanted to see what they were about. You know, because I think they haven't faced, I, and my honestly, I don't think they've faced anybody yet. You know,
2: the Charlo, oh. the Charlo twins.
5: Yeah, yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole other show. <laughs> you know, but I mean, a lot of people love them. I don't think they sell any pay per views You know, I don't think they're sellers. You know, I in my list I also have now. I have uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. You know,
2: yeah, He's, that's another one.
5: 14 and 0, 14 knockouts now, or 15 and 0, 15 knockouts, I don't know, you know, and then now you got that, uh, that Puerto Rican kid that just fought, you know, he's what, I I, I can't wait to him to see him fight somebody that's gonna, you know, like maybe, maybe in a year Bro, or man. so fight somebody like David Benavidez, you know, you know, he's, he's been in the ring with David Benavidez a, a few times. That's, and that's I'm- a bad boy
2: too right there. That's you know, bad, so, boy.
5: You know, so he he parts some things too, you know. And his dad keeps calling me, you know, and and I think it's for a reason, right? You know, mm. uh, get him in camp with them, and you know,
0: it feels good, you know.
2: Well, at least before, the-
0: we, before we get out of here, man. Uh, I got Ryan on the show. Uh, November twenty eighth, man. Robert Redmond Jr., man, junior junior welterweight title uh what you think man you like redmond
1: yeah i think i'm excited about that it's gonna be nice um you know we uh we're definitely gonna promote that fight you know out here all over so that uh we can get it but i think he's a you know his his loss came to a guy that won the N A B F title uh for the wbc you know and he's been defending and uh redmond's no joke man i mean uh yeah he's he's one tough cookie i i can see him moving up um you know fast and 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 doing it right and hopefully when this pandemic uh thing kind of spools over i can see more activity but uh redmond is an exciting guy too looking forward to seeing him
2: robert the houston hitman redmond jr uh he he, he he's uh he's he's in camp right now he's in camp for his future he's got this ABO title coming up next fight up here in Houston at the uh, Shrine Arena theater I think they're doing 50, I think they're doing 50% capacity uh, I think they're gonna be doing it on uh, pay-per-view on, on Facebook so he, he understands what's at he understands what's at stake he knows what this fight means and he's gonna go out there perform do his job and move on to, uh, to the next opportunity uh, we're gracious for the opportunity to uh to, to to be fighting for the abo uh title he's super super excited it's something that he's been uh he's been wanting to do and so now the opportunity has presented itself so it's on him to capitalize uh, no
1: absolutely and you know uh those uh those champions that win our titles uh you know where that that gray belt uh strap proud and from our end we'll do whatever we can to, to help elevate um that that progress as you guys can see from all our previous champions uh where they're at today after winning our title so you guys got a stable 30. for sure yeah, yeah absolutely uh, i'm gonna tell you man uh, we're proud Keep moving forward and let's get it going let's get it let's make it happen
2: real quick why where can they find information about the abo They can go to
1: www.aboboxing.org. They can go to our Facebook, our Instagram, um, and they can either uh, get vacancy inquiries through our website to me or to our vice president, uh, Vince uh, Vince Hudson, out in uh, um, California, or they can go to Francisco Leal, our president in the uh, men's division, or the women's division. They can go to our president and rank number one fighter in the world uh,
2: Laura Ramsey. Nice.
0: Right,
4: Listen, uh, where they father you at, bro? Follow me. at Listo done on Instagram. Listo done on Facebook and Twitter. as Listo done on Twitter. Social media, you know. And I just, uh, just want to say thank you to you guys, you know, for having uh, myself and my brother on the on the show, on to show. I uh, had a great time. Uh, and it's a great way to start the morning, uh, you know, thank you to you guys.
2: Appreciate you guys coming on. Any last words, coach? I
3: think my dad got something for y'all real quick
2: oh so here we
5: go ABO. man <laughs> 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 Thank you. Nice. Nice. we're gonna be fighting for the ABO title it's gonna stay here in Grand Prairie I guarantee you that there you go <laughs> absolutely
2: all right man we look forward to uh following y'all catching okay. up with y'all and, and watching y'all <laughs> get this victory all right coach hey, any last words? Um, Good luck,
0: man. Y'all get the title, man. Let's take care
2: of this. That's it. All right, man. It's another great episode. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: We'll see y'all next week. You got it. Peace. Peace.